1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where God says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives, you the strength, gives me the strength. Who gives me the strength? Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. As I'm taught the word of God, my life is changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. If you have a Bible, we're going to start off in Ephesians 3.20. And because yesterday was Christmas, the message this morning is the greatest goal setter who ever lived. We're taking the principles of this series, taking action for a better tomorrow, and applying them to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3, 20, 21, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, not down the road, not at some conference, at work in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. That's true. But can God really do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine if we demonstrate no initiative for ourselves on our own behalf? Will God really do it all for us? I said last Sunday that too many people think that faith in God and setting goals for yourself and taking action to improve your own life are two completely different philosophies of life. But Sue and I don't see it that way. We do all we can do, and then we believe God to do all that we cannot do. We are, therefore, as doers of the Word of God, partners with God. Say it out loud, partners with God. And because we are tithers, God Almighty is partners with us. The message this morning is the greatest goal setter who ever lived. There's no one in the history of humankind who has set more goals for himself and achieved all of those goals than did the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right, you heard me right. We don't think of it this way, but it's true. And these were self-imposed goals. I mean, after all, if you're God, who is going to impose a goal on you? And just how did the Lord Jesus Christ impose all of these goals upon himself? Well, he did that by moving upon the prophets of old to prophesy about his life and his ministry. And being God and being perfect, all of those prophecies had to come to pass. Think of it. It's astounding and amazing because in the midst of all of this, you got human will operating in opposition to the will of God. 
But God could not falter. He could not fail. It had to come to pass. And unlike you and me, with the Messiah, there was no room for error. There was no place for excuse making or punking out. Hebrews 11 is the so-called faith chapter. It has also been referred to as the faith hall of fame. But look at how Hebrews 12, the next chapter, starts out after reciting all of the faith heroes of Hebrews 11 and their exploits. Hebrews 12:1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. For example, in Micah 5.2, Micah prophesied that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. And in Matthew 2, verse 1, Luke 2, verse 4, John 7, verse 42, Jesus fulfilled this prophecy and met the goal set before him. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Matthew 2, 1 says, in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Now you might say, Pastor Gene, how did Jesus do that? Well, part, what part did he play in where he was born? And my friend, if you can see it in this message, this is the power of what we preach. For he was working together with Father God, just like you and I must do. He was working in connection to Father God. So, of course, there were things he could not have done without his Father, just like there are things that you and I cannot do without our Father. You know, I'm mulling over a message. And it has to do maybe with the Holy Week revival, I'm not sure. But I'm always being reminded by the Holy Spirit of what God said to Moses when he's backed up against the Red Sea and the army of Pharaoh is coming and he's, he's betwixt and between. And he's calling out to God and he gets chastised by the Lord. What in the world are you calling out to me for? What do you have in your hand? And a lot of people don't understand that what God is really looking for is your faith. You could hardly go to Houston back in the 80s or 90s and hear John Osteen without him reciting the verse about how the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro across the earth, seeking whom he might bless. Say it out loud. God is my partner. Father God is my partner. Say it again. God is my partner. Father God is my partner. You know, of course, we do impossible things because God is our partner. We see another example in Genesis 3.15 where God himself prophesied that Jesus would be born of the seed of woman. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. 
And in Matthew 1.18, Jesus fulfilled this prophecy and met the goal set before him. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Again, we see that Jesus was working together with Father God, just like you and I must do. He was working in connection to Father God. So, of course, there were things he could not have done without the Father, just like there are things that you and I cannot do without the Father. And in Genesis 12, 3, God himself prophesied that Jesus would be born of the seed of Abraham. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And in Matthew 1, 1 to 16, we see that Jesus fulfilled this prophecy and met the goal set before him. He was born in the lineage of Abraham. He was, in fact, the seed of Abraham. And again, we see that Jesus was working together with Father God, just like you and I must do. He was working in connection to Father God. So, of course, there were things he could not have done without his father, <coughs> just like there are things that you and I cannot do without our Father in heaven. Say it again. God is my partner. God is my father, father God is my partner. Say it again. God is my partner. Father God is my partner. In Genesis 12, 3, God promised that all nations would be blessed by Abraham's seed. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And over the course of four Gospels, Jesus ministered to all kinds of folks. He ministered to Roman soldiers, Greeks, Syrophoenicians, and every other imaginable person from many different ethnic and racial backgrounds present in Palestine in his day. He ministered to all those who were present in his vicinity in his day. Hence, even in his day, all nations were blessed through him to say nothing of how he has brought blessing to all the nations of the earth since his death, burial, and resurrection. You see, Jesus chose to be a blessing, and Jesus chose to be a blessing to all nations, <coughs> all the people he came across. In Genesis 22, verse 8, Abraham prophesied that God himself would provide himself as a lamb, as an offering for sin. Abraham answered, saying to Isaac, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. And in John 1, 29, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming to be baptized by John at the River Jordan, the Bible records the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Abraham said, God himself will provide. God himself will provide himself as the sin sacrifice. And Jesus made it come to pass. And again, we see that Jesus was working together with Father God, just like you and I must work together with Father God. He was working in connection to Father God. So, of course, there were things that could not have been done without his father, just like there are things that you and I cannot do without our father. Say it again. God is my partner. Father God is my partner. Say it again. God is my partner. Father God is my partner. In Genesis 49.10, it was prophesied that he would come from the tribe of Judah. 
The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs, and the obedience of the nations is his. And in Matthew 1, 1 to 3, we see he indeed descended from Judah. And again, we see that Jesus was working together with Father God, just like you and I must do. He was working in connection to Father God. So, of course, there were things that he could not have done without his father, just like there are things that you and I cannot do without our father. Say it again. God is my partner. Father God is my partner. Say it again. God is my partner. Father God is my partner. In fact, all told, there are over 300 messianic promises in the Old Testament, and Jesus being the greatest goal setter who ever lived, fulfilled them all. He was to bruise Satan's head. He was to be Abraham's seed and to bless all nations. He was to be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. He was to be a king. He was to have a last supper. He was to be the seed of Isaac. He was to be the lamb of God, promised of God. He was to be Isaac's seed and to bless all nations. He was to be the seed of Isaac, promised as the redeemer. He was to be the seed of Judah. He was to be called Shiloh, or the sent one. He was to be known as the great I am. He was to be a lamb without blemish. It was to be his blood, the blood of the lamb that saves us from wrath. He was to be our Passover. Not a bone of the lamb was to be broken, even though he was to be tortured. He was to be exalted and lifted up. He was to be holy. He was to be the spiritual rock of Israel. He was to be merciful. He was to suffer outside the camp. He was to give his life's blood. It was his blood that makes atonement. As the serpent on the pole was lifted up by Moses in the desert, so Jesus was to be lifted up. He was to be a prophet to the children of Israel. He was to be sent by the Father to speak the Father's word. He was to bear the curses of the world because he was to hang on a tree. He was to be the Christ, our kinsman redeemer, because he was to redeem us. He was to be David's seed. He was to be the son of God. He was to establish David's house forever. He was to boldly ascend into heaven. He was to reign on David's throne forever. He was to be the Son of God and God his Father. He was to rise from the dead. He was to draw the enmity of kings. He was to be the anointed one, the Christ of God. He was to be the beloved Son. He was to be crucified and then rise from the dead. Life was to come through faith in him. In the mouths of babes, his praise was to be perfected. He was to be both humiliated and exalted. He was not to see corruption. He was to rise from the dead. He was to be forsaken because of the sins of others. He was to be mocked at his death. He was to be born the Savior of the world. He was to die of a broken heart. He was to suffer agony on Calvary's cross. He was to thirst. His hands were to be pierced along with his feet and his side. He was to be stripped and humiliated before the stairs of men. Soldiers were to gamble for his garments. 
He was to commit himself to God. His heel was to be bruised by Satan. He was to be the good shepherd. He was to rise from the dead. At the time of his affliction, his acquaintances were to flee from him. False witnesses were to rise up against him. He was to be hated without cause. At his death, his friends were to stand afar off. His delight was to be in doing the will of the Father. He was to preach righteousness in Israel. He was to be confronted by his adversaries in a garden. He was to be betrayed by a familiar friend. Words of grace were to fall from his lips. He was to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. He was to be called the Christ or the Messiah or the Anointed One. He was to be betrayed by a friend and not an enemy. He was to give gifts to men. He was to ascend into heaven and sit down at the right hand of the throne of God. He was to be hated without reason. He was to be zealous for the Lord's house. He was to be in anguish of soul before his crucifixion. Great people were to visit him. All nations were and are to be blessed by him. He was to teach in parables. He was to speak the wisdom and the word of God with authority. He was to be faithful. He was to be good. He was to suffer and experience the reproach of Calvary. He was to be ridiculed. He was to ascend to the right hand of the Father. He was to be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. He was to be compassionate and gracious. He was to be the stone the builders rejected that has now become the cornerstone. He was to be the blessed one of Israel. He was to be lovely. His parables were to fall on deaf ears. The people of Israel were to be blinded to Christ and deaf to his words. He was to be born of a virgin. He was to be called Emmanuel or God with us. He was to be a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. His ministry was to begin in Galilee. He was to be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He was to establish an everlasting kingdom and to be an heir to the throne of David. He was to be just. He was to be anointed by the Spirit. He was to be both wisdom and understanding. He was to be truth. He was to be sought out by the Gentiles. He was to be called Jesus or Yeshua or Joshua. He was to be the precious cornerstone. The wise were and are to be confounded by his word. He was and is to be a refuge, a hiding place. He was to have a ministry of miracles, healing the blind, deaf, lame, and dumb. He was to be a shepherd, a compassionate life giver. He was to be meek and lowly. He was not to strive or cry out. He was to bring hope for the hopeless. <laughs> he was and is the light, the salvation of the Gentiles. He was to open blind eyes. He was to be a teacher. He was and is to be despised by the Jews. He was to give his back to the smiters. He was to be smitten on the cheeks. He was to be spat upon. He was to publish good tidings of peace. He was to be the servant shockingly abused. His blood was to be shed to make atonement for all. 
His own people were not to believe him. He was to grow up in a poor family. He was to have the appearance of an ordinary man. He was to be despised. He was to be rejected. He was to know great sorrow and grief. Men were to hide from being associated with him. He was to bear our sicknesses and have a healing ministry. He was to bear the sins of the world. He was to have thought to have been cursed by God. He was to bear the penalty for mankind's transgressions. His sacrifice was to provide peace between man and God. His back was to be whipped. He was to bear the sins of all mankind. God's will was that he bear the sins for all mankind. He was to be oppressed and afflicted, yet he was to be silent before his accusers. He was to be the sacrificial lamb. He was to be confined and persecuted. He was to be judged. He was to be murdered. He was to die for the sins of the world. He was to be buried in a rich man's grave. He was to be innocent and to have done no violence. No deceit was to be in his mouth. He was to rise from the dead and live forever, ever interceding for those who believe in him. He was to give up his life to save all mankind. He was to be crucified with criminals. He was and is to be the intercessor between man and God. He was to come to Zion, Jerusalem, the city of God, as their Redeemer. The Spirit of God was to be upon him, and he was to preach good news to the poor, the brokenhearted, and the captives. He was to preach good news. He was to provide freedom from the bondage of sin and death. He was to be both God and man. He was to be born of a virgin. He was to ascend into heaven. He was to be highly exalted. He was to die for the sins of the world. He was to be called out of Egypt. He was to defeat and conquer death. He was to offer salvation to all mankind. He was to be born in Bethlehem. He was to be called the servant of God. He was to be both priest and God. He was to be greeted with rejoicing in Jerusalem. He was to be a king, and he was to be just, and he was to bring salvation. He was to be humble. He was to ride in Jerusalem riding on a donkey. He was to be despised and rejected by men. He was to be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. He was to be pierced and wounded for our transgressions. He was to die a violent death. He was to be the messenger of a new covenant. He was to come in the spirit of Elijah, and he was to turn many to righteousness. I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare and present to you this morning the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the God of all gods. Jesus is his name. Hallelujah. There's no faith like it on the planet. 300 prophecies and promises of God and every one of them came to pass. Every word of it came to pass. Every prophecy about Jesus came to pass. In this generation of lies and liars, 
Let it be shouted from the housetops. Every prophecy about Jesus came to pass. It all came to pass. And as sure as I'm standing here this morning, what he prophesied about what is yet to come will come to pass. Not one word will fail. Not one word will fail to come to pass. Hallelujah. There is no one in the history of humankind who set more goals for himself and achieved all of his goals than did the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. You heard me right. And these were self-imposed goals. I mean, some of you men, your companies have set new sales goals for you for 2022. How does anybody tell God what goal to have? These were self-imposed goals. And just how did the Lord Jesus Christ impose all of these goals on himself? He did that by moving upon the prophets of old to prophesy about his life and about his ministry. And being God and being perfect, every one of those prophecies had to come to pass. And unlike you and me, with the Messiah, there was no room for error. There was no place for excuse-making or punking out. Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that entangles and the sin that so easily hinders, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I declare without apology, as long as the breath of life is in my lungs, I will not buckle, I will not yield, I will not submit to what this world is peddling. I stand with the Lord Jesus Christ and with his word from this day to my last day. And for everyone who dares to do that, God becomes your partner and he is obligated then to make his word come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Lies and liars. My, 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 my. But every word Jesus said, heaven and earth may pass away, but not one word of mine will pass away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you remember the last thing his apostles heard. When he ascended up into heaven, that he would in like manner return. Hallelujah. So we patiently await the coming of the Lord. But until that day comes, we stand with him. Hallelujah.
because he never told us a lie and every word of it has come to pass. Amen. Let's bow our heads. You may be here this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of your life personally and individually. You could be the member of a church. You could have your name on the roll somewhere. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about personally and individually making Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of your life. Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. He didn't say it was highly recommended for the super spiritual. He said, you must be born again. Revelation 3, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. See, the work's been done. The work of God has been done. Jesus did the work. Our part now is to hear the word, the gospel preached, believe the word and take action on the word of God. How many this morning would say, Pastor, I've never personally and individually invited Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life, but I want to this morning. I, I, sure, want, I sure don't want to be a, a partner together with that bunch of liars out there. They change their story every 10 days. I want to connect my life to something that's true and tried and has never failed to come to pass, not once over thousands of years. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to be forgiven of my sins. That's you this morning. Wherever you are, lift a hand up, lift it up high enough. Pastor, I want to be included in this prayer. I want to make my life partner together with God. That's you this morning. Wherever you are, lift a hand up, lift it up high enough to where I can see it. We're going to pray. There may be others here this morning, and you're backslidden. You're not living for the Lord like, like you used to, like you promised God you would. The Word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many this morning would say, Pastor, that's me. I'm away from God. I'm not, I'm not on fire for the Lord like I used to be. I'm not, I'm not con consistent and faithful in the things of God like I used to be. But I don't want to remain in a backslidden condition, not another, not another day. Pass, pray for me, Pastor. I want to make it right. I want to live for him from this day to my last day or from this day until his coming. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up, lift it up high enough to where I can see it. We're going to pray. Believe God together. Yes, sir. How many others this morning? The back. Anyone else? Everybody in the room, let's pray this prayer together. And if you're watching online, either today or later on down the line somewhere, pray the prayer out loud. Everybody in the room, Father God, I give you my life. Time's gone by. I've gone my own way. I've done my own thing. And I've lived for self. But today I turn my life around. And I give you my life. I believe in my heart that G Father God raised Jesus from the dead. And I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. And I thank you, Father God, for imparting to me newness of life, forgiving me of my sins, and making me new and fresh and whole in you, Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I saw a couple of hands of folks recommitting their hearts to the Lord. 
After the service, go out to uh, guest services and see the good folks out there and ask them for a copy of my book, God's Very Own Child. We want to be a blessing to you. Amen. And, and let me say something else about that book. We keep those uh, at our house to give out to workmen that come to the house. Strange thing has been happening to, happening to me in the last several years. Men come to work at my house, and I find myself loving them. You know, the old gene, it was like, you know, do the work. Here, let me write you a check. Now leave. <coughs> but now I find myself loving them and witnessing to them and putting literature into their hands. So we have them in English and we have them in Spanish. You're welcome to them. And if we run out, there'll be more next Sunday. Uh, I'm not saying take a hundred, but I'm saying, you know, take a handful in English and Spanish. And when you come across people, it's a way to get. Now, don't go to lunch and leave that instead of a tip. <clears throat> if you leave it at lunch, leave it with a good tip. Amen. But uh, we want to. We want to do the best we can. Hallelujah. I was so convicted this week. We had a workman in the house. and Actually, that happened twice. Why in the world are we so dense? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. That happened twice. While I'm telling the story, the Lord's reminding me it happened twice this week. You know, I'm giving them chocolate because of the St. Paul's fundraising, we don't need any of that chocolate anywhere near us, especially not in holiday season. So I'm giving those guys chocolate, but I should have also, I should have given them a copy of God's very own child with the chocolate, amen. So we need to, Holy Spirit of God, make us more mindful in these last days, amen? Because we want to see people come to a saving knowledge of the Son, amen. Frankly, I'm surprised, <clears throat> but we're going into 2022. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, he wants to prove things to us, that he'll keep us healthy, he'll keep us whole, he'll keep us safe, and he will multiply miracles in our lives in the days that remain. I don't believe he's coming for a whipped church. He's coming for a victorious church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's me. If that's you, say, that's me. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.